0: Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com/tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com/tech. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the
1: way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible Welcome to the Quantum Leap, your business and life podcast. My name is Bethany London, and I am an energetic VC supporting CEOs and entrepreneurs in multiplying revenues and opportunities of their business through intuitive guidance and energetic healing. I am obsessed with finding and releasing blocks so that you can start receiving the guidance and opportunities that will be bringing you Quantum Leaps with ease. If you are looking to upgrade your business, life, spirituality, or need a perspective shift to flow, you've come to the right place. Leave it to me to pull out the juicy stories, quantum leap hacks, and how our inspiring guests have tackled obstacles and gotten into the flow to reach new heights of success. My intention is to bring clarity and massive awareness that infinite possibilities are everywhere. Your next moment could be a miraculous one. Thank you for being on this journey with me. Let's uncover their strategies, have fun, and see how we can quantum leap together. Everyone, I am so excited to be here with Kendall Stremple. She, her business has totally launched after a recovery freshman year of college, and this girl did not even need to finish college because she was quantum leaping. (laughs) And now she's, you're quantum leaving like two more businesses, it feels like. Yes, yep. off of the first one. So mm-hmm. I'm so excited to dive in. Let's start off with like where you are now. And then like, we're going to dissect it backwards. Yeah, sure. Okay,
0: cool. So. Um, what's up, everyone? Um, I'm Ken. You guys can always call me Ken. That's the new name that my clients have given me. Um, but I'm 24 years old. I live in San Diego, California, and I own both Fears to Fit Coaching, which is an online health and fitness coaching company where we serve women with just stepping into their highest self so that they can eat more um, freely, intuitively, love their body. And then I also... Um, I'm the founder of the Wealthy Women's Business Coaching Academy, where we help women with self-mastery and business mastery. So um, I started, I guess I'll kind of go more into, in, more into like where I'm, where I'm at now, how I got here. Um, I started my fitness company first, back when I was 18 years old, after recovering from an eating disorder. And I did not expect my life to end up where it is now in any way, shape or form. Um, yeah, so
1: that wasn't like a vision. That wasn't a vision. Did you have a vision of what you wanted to be when you grew up or anything like
0: that? Yeah. You know, it was like the very traditional, like growing up, I was like the straight A student. Like I came home from school and it was like, make sure you get an A plus on everything. Make sure you do really well mm. in school. Um, and I was very driven by the validation of getting good grades, um, okay. especially for my parents. Cause that was like the one point for them that was like, yes, like you did a good job if you got good grades, you know? Um, and so I always thought I was going to be like a nurse or a doctor or a dietitian, which is what I intended to go to school for. And that definitely was not, uh, not the case for me, you know, uh, as soon as I, I was always kind of that weird, like entrepreneurial kid though, you know, like the one who has like the lemonade stands and oh, really, like, yeah, like tries to clean the house for a few extra bucks. Like that was definitely me growing up. So my parents knew I was destined okay. for something a little different, but definitely never thought I would get to where I'm currently at now with owning like, two businesses and living out in California either. So, oh, where are you from? So I grew up in Tampa, Florida, my parents pretty much lost everything in when I was what freshman in college, and my parents moved up to Pennsylvania. So I graduated from high school in Pennsylvania, and I went to a year of community college there. And then decided I don't like it here. This is not for me. And yeah, when I when I started my business, my freshman year of college, I dropped out and decided I had always wanted to live in California. That was one part of my vision that I knew, like I needed to go to California. It was just my place. It, it was calling me. And um, yeah, when I, when I dropped out of college, that's where I went.
1: I love it. You follow you followed the, you followed the calling the heart. Yeah. So good. Okay. So eating, eating, let's go there. Eating disorder. It was like, if you, is there like a
0: theme around that? What started that? Yeah. This is always, this is such a great question because when I was like 18, 19 and I had recovered, um, I -hmm. always asked myself this question, like, why did I have an eating disorder? Like what perpetuated Mm -hmm. me having an eating disorder? And it was always so, so hard for me to answer this question until honestly, this last year, um, I did a lot of hypnotherapy. I've done a lot of work, just like a lot of evolution over the last year, especially in the last six months. And when I, look back at when I was 15, when I got my first, I got my diagnosis of my eating disorder. I essentially had, I was diagnosed with anorexia, but I essentially had what's called orthorexia nervosa. They didn't come out with the diagnosis until two years after. Um, and then when you read it, like hands down is for sure what I was suffering with. And it really is just like obsessive compulsive disorder towards food. So Um, rather than not eating, I would eat, but there were a lot of rules around when I could eat, what time I could eat, how much, the kind of food I could eat. And, um, you know, stemming back to what I look at is, both myself and, um, one of my siblings also struggled with an eating disorder. And so you kind of look at like, what is the root of that happening? And like, I love my family. I'll never blame anyone in my family or anything like that. But at the same time, you kind of have to be aware of like, what was your environment? What were the surroundings? And I just had a very like image driven family. And so for me, it was really, um, perpetuated, I think from like seeking validation from just other, other things, like the way that I looked. Um, Another big part of it was actually social media too, because I actually had gotten into posting on social when I was really young, when I was like 13 or 14. And I fell into the trap of like looking at a lot of bodybuilders and what they ate. And it was like really clean food. And so I was like, Oh, if I want to be strong and get muscles and, you know, look, look jacked, like I have to eat the foods they eat, but they're also like in bodybuilding competition shows, barely eating anything close to their show date. And I did that for two years. So that's why I just kind of perpetuated habits as well. Um, but yeah, you you didn't give yourself a break
1: to like breathe or no. there wasn't no competition. Mm-hmm. And I, it was, I'm curious if there was like a thing about control in here too. Like that was your way of being able to control something.
0: Absolutely. I think that was a big part for me too. It's like even being an entrepreneur now is I almost can say like, I can take that same energy of um, heart, like the hard work and the dedication and the obsession almost. It's like you shuttle that energy into something positive, right? And it's back then, um, it was a lot of control for me. I didn't want to be told what to do. I would lie about my circumstances to make sure I could get my way. Like there were a lot of crazy things I did back when I was like 15, 16 years old, just to (laughs) keep myself in that situation, you know? And there was a lot of isolation too. I didn't really want to be like the other kids in my high school. And I knew that, and I didn't want to be around them. And so it was really easy Mm -hmm. for me to just kind of like lock myself away. And I learned a lot during that time. I will tell you that much. Um, read a lot, did a lot of studying, I like learned- business or what do you mean?
1: learn a lot? You about know, a, lot of,
0: a lot about fitness and nutrition as much as okay. like I wasn't eating for myself, the amount of food I needed to be. I knew everything there was to know about what was in different kinds mm-hmm. of foods, ingredients, macronutrient breakdowns, micronutrient breakdowns, like all the things that I wow. needed to learn which is actually what made me want to become a fitness coach because I didn't want other women to go through what I went through, but I also had accumulated so much knowledge and I'd worked with coaches after I had recovered too, which I was like, wow, this is, I never want anybody to feel the way that I felt back when I was like 15, 16 years old. And it really was the thing that made me go full throttle into wanting to become a PT and become a fitness coach too.
1: Wow. So what were you in community college for? I'm curious.
0: Yeah. So I, my parents wouldn't let me go to a university, um, which was really tough for me because I had tried so hard throughout college Was um, this to support college. you, to make sure you were okay. Help yeah, they, they wanted yeah. me to stay home, you know, and I think it was almost kind of a control factor for them too, which I'm so grateful for, because I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't have dropped out if I went to a major university just because I would have been paying for it. And it would have mm-hmm. been a lot harder to leave. Um, so everything happens, you know, in the way that it's in the way that it's beautifully. It's fine, right? Um, yeah literally so divine. I think back to it all the time. I'm like, I'm so grateful for everything that lined up to get me where I'm at. So many things. Um, and yeah, I stayed at my community college and I was like making training programs. I had already been social po- posting on social media for like three years at the time. So I had had like almost a hundred thousand followers, um, when I was in community college and wow. started reaching out to me about making training programs nutrition protocols. And at this time I was in-person training and I had already gotten my personal training certification. So I was like, well, let me entertain this and let me see if I can do this whole like online thing that I'd never heard of before. didn't even know existed. Um, and lo and behold, by the end of my freshman year, I was making like 3,500 bucks a month, but like for an 18 year old, that's bank, you know, like, that's no, a, that's good. That's a lot of money for, for, for an 18 year old. I was like, I'm going to see if I can do this. Like, let's I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can make this like happen long-term. And I just like, yeah. went got, went in the kitchen one day with my parents. I was like, look, mom, dad, they were like, what? I was like, I'm dropping out of college. <laughs> like, you're, you're doing what? And I was like, I'm dropping out of college and I'm moving across the country. Peace out. <laughs> I literally just moved. I just moved. I was like, Bye. Wait, what did they say? What did they say? You know what's crazy is like my dad was the one who had gone to college and my mom hadn't. So my mom grew up in England. My mom's like very, like, very English woman, love her. She's she's so funny. Um, but she looked at me and she's like, there's no way. Like you, you have to go to school. Like you, you have to because like, yeah. I I'm kind of in that phase in that generation where it was like, you were really cool. If you went to a top school, you're like really cool. You know, you're able to like make it to a place where people can like, I guess it's more of like a stress thing. There's like a lot of people where they have a lot of stress to go to like a really awesome college. And for me, I just didn't really care. Um, like it just wasn't something yeah. I cared about. And my mom was really on me about it, but my dad was like, you're going to make it work. Like you don't fail. Mm-hmm. Like you don't fail. Um, Yeah. And he was like, and when you do fail, like you get right back up and you use it to, to help you get to where you want to go. And so my dad was on board with it. My mom was like, there's no way, but I didn't care. I was like, I'm going to go. anyway." So I I left and I went anyway.
1: I'm curious how, like, so you said you got to like 3,500 a month. How like, did you have a savings built up? Like, did you get to a certain point before you decide to, to leap?
0: Yeah. So this is the big thing for me. And I hope that like everyone listening, like, please, I made a TikTok about this the other day. Like, please take, if there's one thing you take from this podcast, it's it's this part right here. I worked at McDonald's all of my high school, even though I had an eating disorder. I also wow. trained on the side and I also worked at Chipotle. And then on the weekends, I would throw birthday parties for this sports center. And I would work my butt off to just get tips. And so I saved a bunch of money for what would be considered a lot of money for a high schooler. It was like maybe seven, eight grand, something like that. And I worked my butt off And two days before I decided I was, I was moving. I had packed everything. Like everything was on the road. I was like, I'm, I'm leaving. Like I'm going to leave. I backed into my dad's brand new Buick with my car and I took it to the shop two days before I was supposed to move. My parents knew; they were like finally on board. Like they didn't really support it, but they were like, "You're going to go do it anyway, so just leave." Like we can't. <laughs> I was like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, And the total—I had about, I think it was like seven or eight thousand dollars. The total was like sixty-five hundred to fix both cars. Oh and I was—I was like, "That's all my money. That's literally all of my money." Like I saved all this money so I could go live my dream, move across the country, and I don't have it anymore. And I basically waited an extra two weeks, because I was like, okay, I need to get the cars fixed. And I made sure I got my own fixed. My dad was like, you can leave as long as you pay to get mine fixed while it's in the shop. And um, I left after that, after I got my car fixed, I left and I was like, I don't have money, but you know what, I'm just going to make this work. as as well as I can. So I was a really ballsy 18 year old. Like, I don't know, fearless, fearless. I I was, I was super fierce. I was fearless. I just went for it. And I think I just kind of knew in the back of my head, like, I got you, like I have myself, like, I'm. Mm -hmm. if I kind of had a, kind of had a little bit of a cushion with, which was like going back to my parents' house, but I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go back to college. Um, And as much as I love them, it just wasn't an environment for growth for me. Yeah. so my plan B really wasn't the plan B for me. It was like, you have a cushion, but also like, we don't want to go back to that. So just get out while you can. Cause if not now, when, and so, yeah, I just left and I made it happen. So,
1: so did you drive all the way to
0: California? So I will say I kind of had an intermission. I had, I went down to Florida and I worked for two months, about two and a half months at a gym down there to make money back. Cause my sister, de- my sister lived in Florida mm-hmm. at the time. And so I lived with her, paid her rent. It was my first time paying rent. I was like, you know, I was like terrified. I was trying to figure out this whole adulting thing and yeah. I moved out. Like my parents, they were so great throughout high school, like paid for my gas, like paid for my car insurance, but they were like you decide to leave college cool like you're no longer on any of a dollar like go figure it out so I had to adult and learn how to adult very quickly and um the three months two and a half three months that I was down in Florida I just saved everything up and then that's when I moved out to Los Angeles actually at the time so
1: so you saved while you were living at your sister's was that money coming in from like the socials or was it mostly from the gym
0: It was both. So I started getting brand deals because I had grown my following. I started getting, um, online clients. I had a pretty full online client roster while I was also working a split shift at the gym, which was so hard. I almost gave up online coaching and I was like, well, I have to choose one and I don't want to be tied to the gym all day, every day. So I decided to give that up and went part-time and then eventually just went full-time with coaching. Did you have any fears here at all? (laughs) Or you were just like full (laughs) throttle? You know, I think back to this time in my life and it sometimes it still feels like a blackout phase to me where I think I was overcoming so much from my recovery still. And I just wanted to, I think I almost wanted to have control over my life. I didn't want anyone telling me what to do. And I was going to do whatever it took for me to do that. Cause I had a lot of rules on me when I was back home because my parents cared. That was it. They just cared. Like they wanted to be, be to be healthy and safe. And it also put a lot of restriction on me. And I think this is why I'm also an entrepreneur is because I don't like being told what to do that much. It. You know? <laughs> um, and I think back to that time and I was definitely afraid, um, but I also was really just excited because I was like, this is the first, like internet and social media is so new. This is just the beginning. And I think I knew there was gonna be a massive, like just evolution of social media. And the way that people talk to me, like all the mentors I had back then that I didn't never, I never paid for anything. It was just brand people who owned brands that were like, Oh, you're going to crush it. Like I had so much affirmation from yeah. brands and from people around me. that I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to trust them. Like, I'm going to listen to this and I'm going to go do the thing. So, so beautiful. Yeah,
1: yeah. Cause so many people actually have trouble receiving. If someone is acknowledging them, they don't really absorb it. And you were like, I welcome this and yeah. I am going to run with it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is was, fuel. Yeah. So was good. So, it was so like an egoic era for me too. Like it was feeding my ego so hard back when I was like 18 <laughs> and I was like, yes, like I'm going to feel like a queen and thank you. So I took oh, it yeah. in for sure. So fast
1: forward, you made it to San Diego. Is that where you went first? So I went to LA,
0: lived there for okay four months um, over in Park La Brea. And it was in the center of Hollywood. It was not the best experience for me. Like I wasn't 20, I wasn't 21. So I couldn't like go out or do anything. It was really Mm -hmm. hard for me to meet people. Um, I actually lived there with my partner. I moved there and he lived in LA. Mm -hmm. So that was like kind of what pulled me out. Wait, where did he show up in this? So so I actually met him through social media when I was working at the gym in Florida. And yeah, so, um, you know, obviously no longer together. We're not not together anymore. But at the time, my yeah. friend's time. And um yeah, he was like, you should come visit LA. I got a one way out to LA. That's when I went from Florida out there. And I was like, oh, I guess I got to quit my gym job. And I just moved out. And then I hated LA. And I basically told him, look, like, I can't stay here. I'm moving down to San Diego. You can come with me or you can stay here. But like, I'm not giving up my life to like stay. in what here. you're doing.
1: And, and like, I feel like a big theme of all of this is people that are quantum leaping are they're really led by what feels good and they honor that like a hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm super grateful at the time he uh, was, he wanted to move down to San Diego. So we were like, well, cool, mm. let's just make it happen. And perfect. yeah, it worked out. So,
1: so you had, you had additional support in that, which is beautiful. Okay. So now, I mean, so a hundred thousand followers, I mean, you've, I think tripled that or something. Yeah. Yeah
0: close to almost like 300,000 followers. Now. And you've
1: like gazillion X the 3,000 a month or 3,500 a month. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you have employees, right? You have people that work with you or for you now
0: Yeah. So and I've, coaches. Yeah. Right? I have. I've, yeah. It's crazy. I have two teams. We have a marketing division. We have a coaching division. We have a sales division. Um, I'm pretty much pulled out of the fitness coaching business. For the most part, I'll be taking like a little bit of a bigger step back after this year as well to just fully go all in on the Wealth Academy and actually bringing in a successor and operating director to just take over, which is really cool. Um, I already have those people, which is also the best part about it because they've been in the business for like three years and they're amazing at what they do. So it's been fun leading a team. It's scary, but it's fun. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. Total. So you guys can see she's a total badass, obviously. Um, okay. So I'm curious, like even just taking on employees or people to work under you, like that's a quantum leap in itself. I feel like, because you're taking on responsibility for other people. Um, anything you want to share about that?
0: The amount of like, identity shifts and like I feel like even ego deaths where I'm like I have to quite literally shed a layer of who I am as a human being and an individual because leadership or I believe good leadership is really being heart-centered and having a lot of humility and I think especially providing a workplace where people feel like they can grow is so key and so you have to drop a lot of the the ego to be like I don't I'm not the only one building this anymore like it's it's not about me it's about the clients and helping the clients but now it's also about uh, almost essentially providing a, a layer of personal development for the team that you build. Because when you grow as a leader, you create a gap between yourself and the team. And so then you have to try and help the team fill that gap. And so for me, with building out a team, um, I was really young. When I hired my first person, I was, I think, 20. Uh, and I had no idea what I was doing. And I did not hire properly. I didn't hire effectively. I didn't care about values back then. I didn't know what principles were. And I think as a leader, it's really crucial to look at, you know, what are my values? What are my principles? What is my vision for the company? But also do you have a cultural vision for the company as well? And I think what's really cool is almost everybody on my team is under the age of 26. So we have, how old are you? I don't even know. I'm 24. So 24 guys crushing it. (laughs) And we have 27 people between the two companies. So pretty pretty big teams. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's like the most amazing thing is obviously coaching and providing a client with a transformational experience, but giving somebody a paycheck and then also being able to provide livelihood for them and a growth experience for like self-expansion, seeing that every day, because that's what my main job is as a CEO is to talk to my team members is like, like I've had to, I've almost like been forced to grow more just to be able to help support my team, which has been yeah. so. It's also- oh, totally,
1: yeah. Um, because it's the reflection of you. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Is there anyone that was instrumental, um, besides you? Because you're obviously a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> that supported your growth.
0: Would you say? Well, oh, I could like sit here and list off of a bajillion people, okay. but I will say like just. Just to keep it short, um, I had multiple mentors. I think the biggest thing for me was I was really resistant to mentorship. It was a very egoic thing for me where I was like, I don't want anyone taking credit for my success. And so the first three years of business, I never actually hired a mentor. I was always really resistant. And then every mentor I hired, I was like, I don't really want to get on calls with you, I don't really care to do this. I was really, really resistant. I want to do it my way. Yeah. And I think that's good, right? Because there's like that innovation layer, but there's also that layer of like, well, let's talk to someone who's actually been in the position that you want to be in. And I think the hard part for me was, I was like, there's no one who's in that position because I want to create it. And, you know, but there are also things that you can take from mentors that maybe aren't even in that position, but they've had experiences that can help support you. And last year I was at a live event and um a man came and sat next to me his name is Artemis and he was like I felt really called to sit next to you and like I hadn't done any like I hadn't done much personal development work or I hadn't learned about self-awareness levels of consciousness none of that stuff mm-hmm. and I was like this old creepy dude is so <laughs> weird coming to sit next to you I was like yeah sure like take the seat yeah okay and then the whole day I was at like an ads event so it's about ads which we only do organic marketing so I was already kind of resistant but all yeah. day I just sat and listened to him talk to me and I learned more in like the five hours I sat next to this man than I had like in years of doing business. And I ended up going home and hiring him. And we did a lot of like super conscious recoding, a lot of um, ego work, like self-mastery work. And he was a huge pillar in helping me just develop as a leader and introducing even some of the frameworks that we use in some of our programs now. So he is a huge pillar. And then also I have these two beautiful, amazing women who are my operators on each business. And all day, every day, we just go back and forth, spitting bars at each other about just entrepreneurial development, leadership, and they have just been huge pillars in my my own personal development, which I'm so, so grateful for. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been, there's so many people I could thank, but my mentors have been incredible. My team has yeah. been incredible, um, you know, amazing friends. I have wonderful friends too, who are entrepreneurs, which helps a ton. So
1: yeah. And I mean, you probably... Yeah, you you kind of end up meeting people at your like doing what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. So, through, through
0: social, it's really easy to meet people.
1: Yeah. So okay, so if you were, it's really easy to not easy, but if you were to look back, what would you say for somebody else that's listening, um, who's in business, a business owner, about how to quantum leap? What would your three keys to what's in your tool belt?
0: So the first one, I love this question. I love this question. The first one for me is go the opposite direction. Um, I think nowadays there's like a lot of this, like especially with content, right? Because a lot of us as business uh, owners are content creators. We just, we have to almost fit in that to be able to Mm -hmm. survive and do what we do. I think there's so much like dopamine spike content going out on socials where it's like, let's see how we can follow a trend. And so it's like, why don't we start running the other direction, like make yourself polarizing because I think conformity is so comforting for people. And I think for myself personally, that was the key element that helped me get away from getting stuck in that loop of, you know, going to, which there's nothing wrong with school. What
1: are you doing that's polarizing?
0: Uh, I think for me, it's the, the biggest thing was like leaving college at 18, moving across the country, mm-hmm. doing something that's just different. Talking mm-hmm. about my own personal story, like if you bring your own personal story or opinions in on things, it's polarizing. And I think a lot of people okay. are terrified to give their perspective. Um, and your perspective can't be wrong. It's just your perspective at the end of the day. Right.
1: People um, are either going to like it or not. And
0: yeah. And you know, what's great is like, if someone doesn't like it and then they project back onto you, it's like, oh, let's dig into that. Like, it's a great opportunity, you know? So yeah. I think that's the really cool part, um, about not conforming is sometimes you do ruffle people's feathers a little bit, but yeah, like, I don't mind it at all. I'm maybe like, you need to be ruffled, <laughs> it's entertaining <laughs> you need to be ruffled a little bit, you know, Yeah. Like, someone's got to do it or they're just going to stay the same. Mm -hmm. So I think that's like the one, the number one thing I will say is if you really want to take that quantum leap, like do that. Um, The second is I think really just like the self mastery piece. If people can work to elevate their level of consciousness and start to just become more aware of not just, not just your own behavior, but other people's behaviors, understanding to be a good listener, not just listening to people to be able to respond or react. It's actually trying to understand that person. Um, I think in business nowadays, emotional intelligence is like a key pillar in anything you do and just elevating your level of consciousness, because until I started to understand the world and started to understand that everyone is entitled to their own reality, I had a lot of ego towards a lot of things that wasn't necessarily the best because sometimes it's good for you to have that and protect yourself. But for me, it was holding me back so much because I was super resistant Um, and so if you can work on just start asking yourself the questions, you know, um, that's something I wish I would have done a lot earlier. Is
1: there like a specific question that you would throw out there?
0: Yeah, I think, um, this is the number one question that I asked myself starting probably beginning of 2021 is like, if I were to do exactly the thing that I wanted to do today, regardless of anyone's opinion what Would it be so if I wanted to do more of what I love today, what would it be? So, um, if you can shed back that layer of judgment and fear of what other people think, like, what would you be doing? Would you quit your nine to five? Like, would you get on social media and talk differently about different things, or are you just doing the same thing over and over because you feel like you need to do it? And I think a lot of people get stuck in that loop with especially- I love that. So, love it. Yeah, yeah, I would say those are like two really big ones. I think that's, those two are like the really big pillars for me. I think, um, when it comes to quantum leaping, I think a lot of people try to push for it, uh, and push in a way that it's like, I see other people doing it. I see other people doing it, but your quantum leap comes at the perfect time when you do the work. And when you, it's, it's all divine timing. Like everything comes in the perfect time and the perfect order. And so sometimes the more you push into it and push into it and push into it, there's that resistance layer. And so I think, following your intuition, like follow intuition and flow. Um, I guess actually we'll add a third one in here because this is something I've been talking about a bunch recently, especially for business owners and especially for female business owners is um, there can be harmony between structure and flow. And I think flow is a lot of that intuition in business. So when you create structures like revenue goals, um, KPIs in your business, sales targets, things like that, create the structure because it allows you to pull your intuition in to be like, do I need to launch something? Do I need to um, do something to get more people on calls with me this week? And I think there's a lot of like resistance to having both of those. I think a lot of people will go super into the flow side of business or super into the structural side. And so if you want to take the quantum leap, I think a big part is like reverse engineer the goals that you have. So you know how to get there and what's necessary, but also be able to pull your intuition in to be like, Hmm, this is what I love to do. This is how I like to post you know, this is what feels good for me. Um, And I think for me recently, once I learned to not be so hyper-masculine in business, I (laughs) started to do a lot better. And my clients started to do better. And I started to love the content I was putting out, which made it a lot easier for growth too.
1: Mm, Yeah. I always use also like the framework of the river because people are like, I don't want boundaries or I don't want a system. I want to be in the flow. And I'm like, yeah, me too. But like by putting up the walls of the river, it's able to flow. So good. That's such a good enough. Yeah. Into the ocean. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Yeah. Well, so, um, well, why don't you share really quickly about, yeah, the, the opportunities that you have available and where people can find you.
0: Yeah, sure thing. So if you guys want to find me over on my main page on Instagram is primarily where I post most of everything. It's just Kendall strample, my full name. So K E N D A L L S T R A M P E L. if you guys are looking to just expand in terms of, um, self mastery, business mastery, follow our business coaching page, it's WW biz Academy B I C just for those of you out, here, out there who might be looking for it. Um, and we have so many resources. As soon as you go to the link in our bio over there, I also have my own podcast, which is the strive for strength podcast, where we talk more about millennial entrepreneurship and wealth, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, so
1: Oh my goodness. You, you are seriously such an, such an inspiration. And I love how, like, I feel like da- doubt and fear, which is so crippling to so many people doesn't even exist. I mean, I'm sure it does at some level, but it doesn't feel like it, it doesn't really exist for you.
0: Yeah. I definitely have imposter syndrome from time to time. And I think more so now than back then, cause there wasn't as much competition, but mm-hmm. I think the big thing for me is like, I just tell myself, I'm like, get it done. Like, just get it done. The vision is more important than the fear that you have.
1: So So good. You're so amazing. Thank you for having me. Yay. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us and pray that whoever needs to hear all the words of wisdom gets this podcast in their hands and tunes into yours as well. I didn't even know you had a podcast. (laughs) Okay. So I'll have to check out your podcast. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to subscribe and leave a review for the opportunity of a free sleep healing meditation by me. Screenshot your review to at Bethany London on Instagram. It fuels me to keep bringing you more and more guests. So stay in touch on Insta or subscribe to emails at bethanylondon.com for healing opportunities, courses, and the latest show notes of the podcast. Don't hesitate to tag the guests and I with your favorite quotes for us to reshare. We're looking forward to connecting with you in the next episode. And in the meantime, I'm wishing you that quantum leap. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Today is Working For Me. Do you believe that for yourself? your